You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Welcome to the stage, our final speaker, the wonderful Molly Farley! Hello. Um, oh, let's keep it gay, shall we? That'll be fun. Um, yeah, okay, good. I've got consent from the room to keep it gay. Um, I didn't think I wouldn't, but it would be weird if I didn't. Um, so I'm going to tell a few little stories from when I was um, a little gay and didn't know, um, and how it's kind of shaped my relationships with women now and how I present myself. Um, and so the first little anecdote is from when, I think I was maybe five or six, and I was at home and my friend, my mum's friend came over with her little girl who was a kind of similar age to me. And I was so keen. I just really wanted to play outside. And it was like winter, and it was really grim, but I was so set on playing outside. So I dragged her outside, and we were just playing a little game um, under a gazebo. I don't know why it was there, but the gazebo was there. Uh, and then it started absolutely pissing down with rain, like really coming down hard. And you'd, like the kind of rain you can like hear in your brain, like the scratching places that feels good. I don't know why, but it's just so intense rain. And I was like, we have to go and play in the rain. She was like, no, I don't want to play in the rain. I was like, we have to go and play in the rain. And so I dragged her into the rain and I was wearing um, a polo shirt and a really thin um, fleecy body warmer. So my arms were totally exposed um, and so we were playing in the rain, and the rain was like pelting my arms. It was so painful. Um, and I took off my body warmer, and I said to her, here, here, let me shield you. Let me protect you. Because I was so into Indiana Jones at the time. <laughs> I was like, I loved Indiana Jones, and I loved James Bond. And he's like, I don't know why my mum was like, yeah, just stick her in front of, um, yeah. James Bond and Indiana Jones, but they were my absolute heroes. And I think that's the first time I, like, I learned how men treat women when they kind of fancy them a bit. And it's like protecting. And so I was protecting her from this rain, despite how much pain I was in. But I thought it made me like better. I was like, if I can protect you and I'm feeling this pain, this is good, this is great. So mad, it's like a tiny little five-year-old. Um, playing the big, strong hero. And then, uh, kind of fast forward to, I think I was maybe kind of nine, 10, um, and this was when I was really big into football. And I would go everywhere in a full-on kind of kit. Um, and so we went to, I grew up in a tiny little village. I had hair very similar to this, but a bit shaggier. Um, and I was going out for a, um, an Indian meal with my mum and my dad. And I was in football socks, football shorts, Chelsea top, the whole nine yards. If they needed me, I could have played like that. Um, I'd, you never know when you're going to get the call, age 10, in a tiny village in Kent. Oh, you never know. 
and I needed the loo. And so I, I went, and it's like a one cubicle situation. And I was having a wee, and uh, someone tried to get in. Uh, and that made me feel quite nervous. So I hurried my wee, um, washed my hands, and I opened the door. And there was this horrible-looking woman. And she was horrible because she was scowling. As soon as I opened the door, she changed. And she just looked like a very angry, nasty owl. <laughs> And she was so beaky, and she looked down at me, and she said, you're not even supposed to be in here. And I looked up at her, and I, my first thought was, oh, your necklace is horrible. <laughs> it was so, it was so chunky enough, oh, it just didn't suit her at all. <laughs> and then it kind of like settled in as to what she'd just said. And she said that I didn't belong there. And I didn't really understand. And so I just went back to where I was having a meal with my mum and dad and sat down and kept on eating my korma. And it just kind of kept ruminating. And I kept thinking, like, I shouldn't be there. Why shouldn't I be there? And I didn't, it actually really didn't click until I was a lot older. And I realised that it was because she didn't think that I was a woman. And... That was so baffling to me because I'd been so encouraged my whole kind of childhood to just do me and do football and, you know, all these kinds of things. And now in my relationships and how I present myself, I realise that I still connect with wanting to be an Indiana Jones, wanting to be a James Bond. In my teenage years, I would absolutely do the muscle flexes in the mirror, be like, can I see my bicep enough? This whole kind of... Um, I internalise this toxic masculinity that we assume only men internalise when they see their role models as big and strong and brave and all this kind of thing. But through those role models, I'd kind of had to teach myself how to love women through them because I couldn't see anyone else doing it. And I definitely couldn't see anyone else who looked like me doing it. And those were the only people with short hair that were big, brave and strong that I thought I can attach myself to that. And so now I do it and I have to catch myself because I still do refer to myself as big and strong and all these kinds of things. And even these shoes, they make me taller. <laughs> they are so chunky. And my girlfriend now is like, oh my God, you wear those shoes just so you're big and strong. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so obvious. And so I kind of wanted to tell these stories just to highlight the kind of, you know, mask, butch women or people in your life Hold them close because they're, so, they're going through these kinds of ideas of what they should look like, be like, feel like, um, so often in the queer community. Um, and so just give them a little squeeze, whether it's verbal or, you know, in a little hug, um, and tell them that they don't have to be James Bond if they don't want to be. Thank you. Molly Farley! True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.